say Eric. <clears throat> it's time. Three, two, one. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this The Legion of Myth live stream, episode number 153, coming at you, into your face, or wherever you're pointing your speakers, the 10th of March, 2018, uh, with your special hosts, for this one night only, Alex Garthon Marsh and Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hello, everyone, one night only, huh? One night only. Oh, wow. Well, I got, I got to do this again by myself? Man. Well, no, I'm just saying that it's temporally impossible for us to do it twice at the same time. So we can't do it this night twice. We can only do it this night once. Uh, okay. Unless you have some sort of, you know, time machine. Time machine? Yes, I or I guess we could just do two live streams in a row. But that's still one night only, isn't it? That's just still one night only. The next night will next week will be one night only as well. Just that one night. Because uh, the one time you do things is yeah, one yeah, it I is. got it, I got it, I got it. It's deep, man. Actually, I don't have a time machine. I have the uh, I have the bed from from bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Traguna, Tragorum, McCoydy, Sadis, D. I don't <laughs> believe you remembered that. Oh my God. <laughs> I've used that as magic words in so many D&D games, it's not even funny. And most of the time, people don't even know. Because, you know, it's a Angela Lansbury Disney film yes, from the 1960s. Yes. I know. I know. What, was it? I thought it was early 70s. I don't know. 60s. Okay. 1960s. Right. Oh, we're looking it All up. Right. right now. That's happening right now. That's happening right now. <laughs> that, that, that has to happen. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We need to look up when Bed Nods and Broomsticks came out. Well, while he's doing that, I'll go ahead and take us out through the segments. <laughs> uh, Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma. Today, we're going to get our final uh, RPG review ah, of 71. I told you. Our Marvel Superheroes Advanced Edition. That was production uh, began at 69, though. So that's right. All of the, all of the, uh, all the past stuff. But we're going to get to today, we're going to get to Karma and Popularity. The, the, uh, the two stats that in generation are the least important, but in play are the most important. And then we have Garthon's comic poll. And during his comic poll, we're going to check out Avengers number 683. And uh, this is a continuation of the storyline where all of the A-team is frozen and it's all B-team all the time. Then we have Batman White Crazy. I mean, White Knight number eight. I mean, six. number six. That's a six. That's a six. Might, might as well be. This guy, uh, this this iteration of Batman, I don't like. But eh, that's it is what it is. And then Captain America number 699. Uh, is he actually getting better is he is he getting over the secret empire hump we'll find out and then after the after that we have a random number generator and for my segment i'm going to spoil the crap just the living crap out of jessica jones season two and here's a pre-spoiler i hated it for my segment i'm going to sing substitutionary locomotion that's no you do conjunction junction <laughs> and you like it 
That's a whole different show. I know, but I like that song better. It's got the or 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 the the, the song on how a bill becomes a law. What was that on the Electric Company? No, that same thing. That's both Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, they're both Schoolhouse Rock. Okay, yes. all right. Which has nothing to do with bed knobs and broomsticks at all. Well, I know, but still, time frame's even different. All right, ladies and gentlemen. With that, let's have our disclaimer. The opinions expressed in the episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Make sure to check out Bed Knobs and Broomsticks starring yes, Angela Lansbury. It is an excellent show. Uh, <laughs> just for just for the record, my camera seems to be off kilter a little bit. No, that's just you. On OBS. It's because you broke it. I didn't. It didn't it. used to be like that. I had it fixed. Everything was beautiful, and then you did something. I can see parts of your desktop. What did you do? You did something. I'm a wizard. Oh, I did something. No, my kids did something. All right. Well, then you get to tell them about liking, subscribing, and commenting. I, I do? Okay. Great. Uh, well, uh, everyone, uh, please like, subscribe, and comment. Uh, you can go to all of our various social media sites, Twitch, YouTube. Obviously, obviously YouTube, we have well, – it's got to be close to 2,000 videos by now. Already? Got to yeah, be. We do have a lot gotta be and you can uh, talk to us on reddit and facebook uh twitter obviously we check that every day uh discord jump on our discord that's the link right there you can come in on our discord and, and uh and rap with us i'm on most days most times so you can uh you can message me that's good stuff uh you can go also facebook measure and our steam group you can see all the games we don't have and laugh at us for our lack of you know content and of course you can uh hear this on uh, audio podcast soundcloud itunes and google play music and as Garthon always says, uh, proud and great music aggregates uh, sources everywhere. Aggregators. Aggregators. I use aggregate sources. That's, just, that's not the same. It's not the same, but. It's not the same. I put my flair on it. Shut up. Woo! That's right. Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> I'm surprised you got that reference. <laughs> what? What? I was never a, a 13 year old boy? Come on. <laughs> I watched wrestling. Uh... All right, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, if you want to, you can always like, subscribe, and comment to our shows through Twitch, YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, Discord. We already talked about that. If you want to support us, you can get it through a Patreon subscription, a Streamlabs donation, directly through PayPal. Get your gear at shopdodgepressure.com and impressing all of your friends and intimidating your enemies. And also, you can cheer through Twitch. We like that, too. Yes, we do. Oh, and uh, just to let you know that we have finally got on board with uh, with a Patreon-only uh ddo reaper missions yes uh, we have one for free that's in 480p and then we have if you liked it if you liked our banter if you liked watching us die horrible amounts of times and in, in fun and interesting ways then uh, all of the paid content is in 1080p uh 60 fps it's all you know as professional as we non-professionals can make it so uh yeah go ahead and check that out absolutely all right, now everyone, ladies and gentlemen, the reason you have come here, whether you knew it or not, was to take part in this. Oh, my player's handbook is better than yours. The Heathen Dog Tabletop Game Fundamentals Marvel Superheroes Player's Guide Book. And, well, the Marvel Superheroes Role Playing Game. Original. There you go. Thank you very much. From yeah, TSR. Advanced Edition. This is actually advanced the Advanced Edition. edition. That's yes. right. And uh, this is a fundamental. So we, we've gone through uh, character generation, we've gone through example powers, we've gone through. Oof. Uh, contacts. We've gone through talents. 
today we're going to go through the the figured and uh, often overlooked statistics of popularity and well in character generation karma isn't really a factor you can't do anything with it but during gameplay karma is very important so that's what we're going to go through today before we do that whoa i just realized to... something what's that every single one on the uh, judges book yes all the bad guys on the bottom have been in yeah. marvel movies and most of the ones flying even scorpion on the very far right scorpion wasn't spider-man homecoming oh crap he was wasn't he yep Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Annihilus wasn't in anything. Yeah, like I said, all the people in the bottom. Oh, on the bottom. Okay, well, the Doc people Ox flying. Uh, Doc Ox is walking. Was, Vulture was in there. Vulture was in uh, Is that the, ti the Titanium Man flying around? Yeah, it's Titanium Man. Okay, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. In and then he got a uh, Hobgoblin. He wasn't. Well, the Green Goblin, Hobgoblin. Yeah, it wasn't Hobgoblin. I know, I know. But there, there were like two iterations of the Green Goblin yeah. in the film, so I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Uh, the publication date for this was uh, the advanced edition was in '86, uh, by the the now dead R.I.P. T.S.R. Uh, publisher was Random House Incorporated. On eBay, you can get these in varying states of of duress and uh, uh, varying uh, additional books uh, for between twenty-five and sixty-five dollars. Now, uh, you can find PDFs online for free. Now, even though the owners of these things are a little up in the air. I, like I couldn't track down the current owner. Like it went from TSR to Wizards of the Coast and then Wizards of the Coast sold it to Margaret Weiss Productions. She, hmm, interesting. she yeah, she, she did a thing in the early aughts. It, oh, it didn't that Marvel off. Superheroes game? That yeah, yeah. sucked. It didn't take off, yeah. And then uh, that, that, tr that uh, licensing apparently lapsed. But and, I don't know who bought it. Well, Disney probably hasn't sold it again. Otherwise, you'd oh. see another RPG. Maybe. And, and there's not another but, current RPG, but WizKids has a lot of licenses. So they actually might have an RPG license. Maybe so. Maybe so. But either way, I'm not going to tell you where to find these PDFs because unlike what every Japanese company thinks, I don't, I don't improperly use copyrighted content. That is absolutely correct. That's right. Okay, let's get to it then. Popularity. You may not need it, but it's really cool to have but for example everyone except means you when you character generation you start off with a popularity of 10 that's popularity of good because you're a hero so people think you're good right so that actually makes perfect sense okay now uh during character generation this can be adjusted depending on how you want to play if your identity is public like you know fantastic four you, you don't yeah 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 everyone knows reed richards is mr fantastic you know like you get a plus 10 to your initial popularity so you can go from good to excellent right away right out of the gate you won't have a private life but hey man that's how you want to roll then do it if you decide to make your identity secret instead of getting a no minus or no plus you get actually get a minus five because like that eh, damned menace spider-man like that Menace Spider-Man. Yeah, you, you go from good to typical uh, right away. And then, again, if you hang around mutants, yeah. like, oh, the X-Men are my buds. Yeah, that brings you, you down. Because muties are awful. This is the mid-'80s, so muties are awful. And I swear to God. Well, there's no huge the Jackman to bring the rep up yet. That's true. It, if you're ugly, you get a minus five. So if you're Kalisto or any of the Morlocks, you're at negative yeah. five. Just, exactly. Just you could you, you could start if you're a mutant, 
and ugly, you could start off at negative five. Because mutants and robots, they get boned. They start off with zero. Nothing. Shift yep. zero. Popularity. Nothing. Because so people probably trust mutant, robots to say, like, I am a hero. Like, yeah. Especially they're a creepy, yeah, like, pass, uncanny buddy. valley robot. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, pass, buddy. No. And uh, if you're, like, Nightcrawler is the most boned of all the X-Men. Like, oh, dude. You, yeah, he's oh. an ugly mutant. He's an ugly mutant, so he starts off at negative five. That's and right. having negative popularity, as you'll as you'll find out, is not great as we continue. But uh, popularity, what that does is measures your ability to influence NPCs that you don't have contacts with and groups of people. You know, even if it's for their own benefit. You know, like say uh, there there's the cops have cordoned off an area where a bad guy has hostages or whatever, and you ask a cop. Uh, uh, to hey, uh, you got you got some uh, you got some uh, some open alleys here, or they can come out to the sewer. You might want to, you know, fortify those areas. You have to roll popularity for them to listen to you. Get out of here, you scumbag! Well, even a good example of that is kind of when uh, let's look at the Avengers movie when Captain America jumps from the cops and says, "All right, you need to create uh, barriers here, block those streets," and they're like, "Who the hell are you?" And then after he beats up a guy, like, "Oh." Oh, you're okay. Yeah, oh. sure. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then they yeah, do. He, yeah, he got uh, he got a column shift bonus for kicking butt in front of these cops. Right, and he got a re-roll because the game master was like, ah, what do you mean you didn't roll it right? I failed the rule. <laughs> like, you kept the oh, you got attacked, All right, and you beat him up. Oh, you get a column shift. You get a roll again. Right, right. And uh, let, let's say there's a theater that's on fire, and you you jump into your superhero costume, with, and you are called the Extinguisher. It's your job to fight fires. Oh, that'd be nice. And, yeah, and you jump out like everybody take the exit to the left. The fire is coming from the right. Take the exit to the left. And if you make your popularity roll, then everyone go the exit left. If you fail it, some people go go left, some people could go right, some people could go and just do nothing because they're not gonna listen to you because you're not popular enough and you don't have any sway in their minds. Now, or right, uh, getting, getting you're some your your uh your staff, so they're not really right. sure. Exactly. Now, uh, you can also roll popularity to get favors from non-contacts. Like uh, uh, an example I didn't put on here, let, let's say that you need a hover bike to complete your mission. And th there's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent with a hover bike just, you know, talking to his S.H.I.E.L.D. buddies on his on his wrist phone, Dick Tracy type radio thing. And you say, hey, buddy, I need to borrow your hover bike. Well, you got to roll your popularity. And if you're not popular enough, he's going to go, I don't know you, man. Get out of here. Or it's like, gotta, yeah, this is official shield property. I can't let some B-lister exactly, borrow it. Exactly. But if Captain America comes around with his unearthly popularity and goes, hey, can I borrow your hot bike? Like, sure, Cap, can you sign it? You know, sure, like, here you go. Want my uniform? <laughs> Here's my badge. You might need it. You know, but uh, uh, even something as simple as go, going to that same cop cordon area thing, you want to borrow a megaphone from a cop so you can talk to the bad guy. Well, you got to roll popularity to get that megaphone from that cop. You know, you'll, you'll probably get a bonus, but still, you still got to roll it. Or unless you're an ugly, you know, mutant. or unless you're an ugly mutant, they're like, get out of here, shoot it, shoot it. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Wait, this ugly or, robot wants my megaphone. Get it, shoot it. <laughs> exactly right. Or, uh, or you, you're one of the people who can't fly, and uh, and you need to ram a, a car into a bad guy to stop him from getting away with the plutonium two thirty nine space modulator. Okay, great. Uh, I, citizen, I need to borrow your your F three fifty to ram into this bad guy. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, unless you've got a good popularity or an amazing role, he's not going to give that to you. you know? So, yeah, it does help a whole lot during gameplay. So popularity is important. Now, 
let's go straight over where to uh, to how can you raise popularity? Hey, one well, thing, one thing. Did you recognize that picture? The picture I put on there from the book? Yeah. Who is that? That is Spider-Man. So Spider-Man in his in his pre. Uh, actually, pre- no. Um, that actually was from one of the early comics. He ended up getting his uniform trashed while working with the Fantastic Four. And uh, when he finished, like, oh, man, I can't go this. And my civvies are, are webbed up to a wall. Ah, I can't go out like this. Everyone will see me. And, and Johnny Storm's laughing. I'm like, uh, I'll let you borrow something to get you home. And he gave him a, a used Fantastic Four uniform and a paper bag. Because Johnny yes. Storm can be kind of a jerk. And he thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny. Just, just yeah, so you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that actually is Spider-Man. No one would know him as Spider-Man, so he could not use his Spider-Man popularity for good or ill. Right. They actually call that costume the Incredible Bagman. There you go. So you got to think, he's actually probably more popular as Bagman than Spider-Man. He's wearing a Fantastic perhaps Four uniform. So. Yeah, perhaps so. <laughs> now, how do you get popularity? Well, uh, it's role play. You have to role play it. You can't buy it. Uh, there, there is one little asterisk on that, but that's going to come later. Now, uh, this this table I'm giving you shows the normal ways to gain and lose popularity. Uh, defeating a normal villain. That's like a purse snatcher or a bicycle thief or whatever. You don't get anything. I mean, you're a superhero. You're not going to get popularity by being the bane of the purse snatchers. You know, it's not going to happen. Uh, you, But you defeat a costume villain, an actual supervillain, or a villain who dresses up in, a, in anything and says, I am the, the bane of banks. I am bank bane. I'm he Rocket Racer. Have to sound like this. No, he doesn't. He's Bank Bane. You get two popularity for defeating him. Now, if you yourself are defeated, you lose five popularity. Only if someone sees it. Only if someone <laughs> sees it. That's why I said defeated in public. That's right. But in the age of camera phones, it's always public. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Never happened. Now, if you are accused of a crime, now this is important, accused of a crime. This is by the police, FBI, CIA, the president, the a, a legit government agency. This is a way uh, for the game master to bone you. Yeah. If you are accused of a crime by a legit government agency that people trust, then you lose half of your popularity immediately. Whether it's bogus or not, mm-hmm. you lose half. And if you're now, cleared, you only get 10 back. If you, were, exactly. if you were sitting on like 50, you lose 25, you get 10 back. Thanks, jerks. Because exactly. some people still like, didn't you... I, was I, yeah, yeah. I still think you're guilty of that. I yeah. don't know. Oh, the, the president said you did it, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now everything else, like, uh, everything else, like, like, uh, like some fringe group or, or the papers or the, or the news, like unsubstantiated reports of you murdering old people in their sleep. That is a smear campaign. That's a media attack. You only lose five. Yeah. If it's on TMZ, you know, no one's really going to believe yeah, it. Yeah. Well, some people will well, believe the dumb it. Well, it's probably get a minus five. Exactly. So you, you get a minus five. Now, if you're found guilty of a crime you were charged with, you lose whatever, yeah, whatever you're done. popularity you have you're left. Done. You're down to zero. You get immediately to zero. doesn't matter what you had before. You have to All hang right. out with the mutants. Now, rescuing people, you get a plus two. Charity work, you get a plus one. Now, rescuing is very important. See, uh, what, what, they, what they don't put in here, what I did in my game, that if you publicly fail to rescue someone, you lose two. Oh, all right. To a maximum of minus 10 and rescuing someone you gain to to a maximum of plus 10. So you can only lose five or more or save five or more. But 
these these losses and and saves are averaged out not averaged out but they're 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 added and subtracted together for the end total so for example you save three people but 10 people uh die on a bus that got hit by a super dupe by a super bad guy's laser beam when you dodged it and this was on camera you dodged out of the way and then you see behind you a, a busload of nuns just blow up well that sorry man that was that was on the news now nuns and uh and that now the headline is a superhero saves his own life, killing 10 nuns on the oh. way to church. Oh, it's not nun soup. Not nun soup. No, that's a Johnny. Five so re- that's a Johnny so five you, reference. Yeah. So you netted, you know, well, it says minus 14, but you netted minus 10 because that's the most you could lose in a single incident. So you, you netted a minus 10 popularity, <sighs> even though you saved three people, you know, you just lost 10 more. So sorry, buddy. That's just the way the cookie crumbles for you. Now, uh, let's move on from popularity and let's get to Karma Awards. Getting strong now. Oh, you got it. Good. So yes, I had to sing it. Rocky too. That's right. Now, uh, the, these are all the ways in the book, uh, the, the standard ways you can get karma. Of course, a judge can give you karma for other things. And and I sometimes finagle with these numbers depending on how hard or easy the, uh, um, the encounter may have been. But as you can see, uh, stopping or preventing a violent crime gives you more karma than arresting someone after the fact. But right. usually if you can stop or prevent someone from from committing a violent crime, you can also catch him. You get both. So you'll get 30 for stopping it and then 15 for catching the guy who tried to do it. That's 45. That's 45 right there. You know, and then there's destructive crime, there's regular theft. And then there's the minuses, committing a violent crime, committing a destructive act. You lose this karma. Now, if you look at the bottom right-hand side, it says negative popularity. At the end of the day, you lose karma for being a hero with negative popularity. So Nightcrawler, super boned in a lot of ways. (laughs) He's starting off with minus five popularity because he's an ugly mutant. So at the end of the day, if he didn't get... If he didn't get his popularity to at least zero. If he didn't start rescuing some people, he's in trouble. Exactly. Like rescuing some folk. Then, uh, yeah, he's going to take a karma hit at the end of the game day because he has a negative popularity. Now, dying, just regular old getting defeated and dying, you lose all your karma. Even if you are brought back to life by some kind of magical mutant. Well, even if you don't mutant. die, you're just like knocked out by the bad guy. There goes all your karma. No, 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 no. Knocked out doesn't matter. That's defeated. It. That's defeated. That's different. I'm talking like you are brought down to zero hit points and shifts zero endurance. That's when you die. You can still be brought back to life. There are plenty of ways in this game to bring you back from the dead. I mean, come on. This yeah, is a, yeah. this based off a freaking comic book. No one stays dead forever, right? But if you have a noble death, it's minus 50. It's only minus exactly, 50. Exactly, exactly. If, if you died like, like shielding civilians from an atomic blast and they survived, that's a noble death. So when you're brought back, you still got some karma left You if you had more than 50. Because you died a noble death or, or a mysterious death. I don't know why they have that there. Like, like you're suddenly just poisoned. Like well, you're eating your food a mysterious like, death. Oh, would, well, that's it, usually one of those. You walk into the room like, someone has killed the green beanie. Oh, no. no you no, know what happened? We have to what find happened, out the green beanie? And then, you know, they find out that you were killed by your doppelganger from Dimension X. Yeah, whatever. And, and then if you're somehow brought back to life, you're only missing 50 karma. Right. Because it's not really, you know, it's just, or, you know, some mysterious pathogen or, you know. Right, whatever. Now, uh, uh, you can also gain karma by uh, doing charity work. As your as your superhero persona, if you have a secret identity, 
and you can get popularity to a maximum of 20. You can get karma uh, equal to whatever your popularity is to a maximum of 20. So Captain America, with this unearthly popularity, every time he does charity work, he can only gain 20 karma per charity work because, you know, that's the max you can get. Uh, acts of charity. This Stopping isn't like, a global conspiracy is only worth 50? That's a global I know, right? conspiracy. I know, right? See, like I said, sometimes I finagle with these numbers because some of them don't make sense too much. Now, property destruction. This is what my gaming group had a real problem with a lot because they were throwing cars around and tearing down lamp lamp posts and beating bad guys with them. And I was like, I was like an act. I was like a tax man, just ching, ching, ching. And at the end of the game day, they got like five karma. Like what? But we beat all those guys. Well, you blew up. You knocked over the whole city block. Exactly. You you took down three substations, two city buses. Amtrak, yeah, yeah. Amtrak lost three point seven million. Well, Amtrak does that to itself. That's unfair. well. I'm just saying, you know, they're, who's going to notice the difference? Yeah, yeah, they're so, going to actually have someone to blame. Exactly. Now they have, now they have someone to blame besides themselves now. So they're they're gonna they're gonna take this opportunity. They're gonna run with Heck it. Heck yeah. They're gonna add a start and all sorts of like, wait, we weren't even in New Jersey. Ah, uh, the <laughs> lines are connected. You just there you go. Bam. <laughs> so yeah. So be careful with your property damage. It will affect your karmic bottom line. All yeah, right, we now. always got – I remember, like, the group that I played Marvel the most with, we were playing, like, young teenagers with attitude the 90s. Uh, we had a lot of problems losing karma from accidentally sort of killing bad guys. Mm. We didn't mean to. Not great. It just would happen. Not anyone tough, but, like, you're, you know, you're fighting, like, some, we're a young group of villains and we will stop. Shotgun, kablam, he dies. What do you mean he dies? He's – you be shotgun in the face. He's he was a super a, villain. He, he was a street tough, you idiot. He just had a he just had a rubber mask on. Usually, it was like, well, he's a base level super villain. He has the ability to shock people. That's all he has. That's all he could do. And you shotgun him in the face. That's why he's dead. Well, he shouldn't have gone up against him with a shotgun. Shotguns yeah. are not a superpower. Uh, no, but they're they're common. <laughs> I'm a techno guy. I made shotguns. I made shotguns. That's what, anyway. Cable is a superhero. He's full of guns. Exactly right. Now, you, you, you got karma. All right? You went through the list, and now you've got a whole bunch of karma. Well, what can you do with it? All right? What can you use karma for? What well, you can, can you use karma, karma for? To improve your all of your power, stats, and whatever. Let, let's <gasps> check it out. I'm uh, checking ability, it. Ability enhancement. Uh, you can use karma to increase all of your physical and mental attributes. But you better have a lot. You better, yeah, you better have a lot. Now, uh, the way this works is if you are using karma to increase your physical or mental attributes, it is you have to put enough karma to equal your current number times 10 to get one more point. For so example, at first it's cheap. It starts getting real expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. For example, the, the Bismarck has feeble agility. He has one. So it takes 10 points to get to two. 20 points to get to three and what what is poor poor is three so it costs him 30 points to get from feeble to poor that's a whole column shift but there's an extra cost every time you move a column shift it's called cresting for for your physical and mental stats every time you want to crest you have to also pony up an extra 200 karma so to go from one to three, I have to pony up 230 karma. And that's cheap. 
Yes, it is. That's the cheapest you can get because you, you can't have a shift zero stat. Because eventually you start getting up there with uh, the shifts where it's like the extra 200 for the for the crest. You're like, so what? Yeah, like whatever. It already cost me two grand just to go up one point. Right. So that extra 200 is nothing. Now, resource advancement. Uh, this is an increase of your resource ability. Th this, is, uh, uh, this is an example of your spending karma, which you're equating to time, investing your current resources wisely to make them grow. And it works the exact same as uh, as your as your physical and mental stats, except I don't I don't make you crest. All right, it's still times ten to go from one number to the next, but when you go up a shift, I don't make you crest, man. Come on, because the reason I don't do that is because of the power advancement, which I'm going to get to in a second. But popularity advancement, this is where the asterisk what I was talking about earlier. Popularity advancement. You can use karma to advance in popularity only to defend yourself against smear campaigns and other negative popularity modifiers. For example, uh, J. Jonah Jameson puts an op-ed piece in the Daily Bugle against you and Spider-Man because you two are in cahoots and he says you're both mutants. So your popularity goes down by five. Well, you spend money to put a full page ad in his paper saying he's a D-bag and he should suck it and people think it's super funny and you gain five back you know stuff like that that that's how you how you the only way you can spend money to improve your popularity is in defense of someone spending money against you that's that's it it's all that's the only way you can do it out of role play now power advancement power advancement works exactly the same way as ability enhancement except each point is not 10 times it's 20 times. So if you have good regeneration at 10 to go from 10 to 11, you need 200 karma. Now, when you want to crest, uh, let's say you were at good uh, 15, which is the highest level good, and you want to go to 16, which is the lowest level excellent, you need uh, 15 times 20, which is what, 300? Plus 500 more to crest. That's right. Power cresting is an additional 500 on top of what you need to advance to the to the next level. So that is super expensive. Especially in the beginning. So yeah, I mean, you're going to want to get a lot of karma. You're going to want to be a good guy. You're going to want to save that property damage. You're going to want to oh, yeah. save as many folk as possible. You know, like uh, keep a running tally in your head. How many people did I lose today? Seven. Okay. I need to save 12 people. <laughs> At least twelve people. I need to save at least twelve people today, till, so I can max out my, my, uh, you know, karma for that for saving folk or, or the right. popularity too. Now, you can also spend karma to get more powers, more talents, and more contacts. Ooh. Now, uh, gaining a new, uh, gaining new, new powers, gaining new talents, gaining new, gaining new contacts. Uh, you can get contacts through role playing as well, and I recommend doing that because it's, it's far free. less expensive. Yeah. It's free. You just have to role play it. You know, like like that shield agent you borrowed that bike from. Let's say he you miraculously rolled a red feet on your popularity and you borrowed it. And you bring it back without a scratch. You get the guy's name. You ask him about his family. You know, and then, you know, so you somehow get his number. First, he thinks you're hitting on him. But now, now he thinks you're cool. And, uh, you know, he talks to his superiors. You're in a report. And then you come across another shield agent. And he asked for background information on you and you were already good in the past. And so he works with you do that enough times. You can now put shield 
the, the agency as a contact. Right, or a even friendly contact. If you've seen the Deadpool movie, he ends up making that cab driver one of his contacts through in through the film, just by talking to him. Exactly right. Talk to him, being nice, give him advice, stuff like that. And now now he can call that cabbie as his personal Uber driver. Yep, which he ends up doing by the end of the film. Which he ends up doing by the end of the film. So that's the way it is, you know, stuff like that. Powers and and talents. Uh, uh, even though talent, you say, hey, I'm studying bioengineering. It'll take you time, but you also have to spend karma because that's just the rules of the game. And getting a new power, you must spend karma to get to get a new power. And then, of course, you have to spend karma to raise it. Uh, I I forget if you get a new power at feeble or you get a new power as a random roll. The, the, the rank of the power. I don't remember. Part of me wants to say it's at Feeble. I'm pretty sure. The... Part of me wants to say it's at Feeble, too. Yeah, just because they wouldn't make it easier. Yeah. You know, that's they don't want to make it easy. No, they don't want to make it easy on anybody. Now, uh, the other ways to use Karma. Karma and the Hail Mary play. This is how you do it. You need a little extra push. Let, let's, for example, uh, you want to make sure that you succeed in this next task. And this task is this. There's a woman holding a baby on top of a burning building. That's a precarious fire... place to be. Exactly. The, the, she, she went up and because uh, the fire the started fire was the in the stairwell below her. Yeah. Exactly. So she went up hoping that the the fire department would be able to get a ladder or a, or a chopper will come down and get her. But none of these things are happening. One, it's too windy that the, the chopper won't be able to make it. And the fire is too hot and it's on all sides of the building. So the ladder is is not an option. So she sees you, a superhero, right? Obviously, you look like a superhero. And she says, here, catch my baby. And she tosses the baby to you. You're like, you no. Do not, you do not want to drop this baby. All right? You don't want this. You know, you know this is bad. You do not want this at all. So you say, you know what? Before I make this roll, I'm going to say I'm spending karma on this roll. Just saying you spend karma, you have to spend an automatic 10, 10 karma points. All right. But you can choose any number you want up to the number of karma that you have. Now, normally I wouldn't spend more than 99 because the max roll is 100. And uh, guess what? You spend 99 karma just in case you roll a one to make sure you roll 100 on this catching baby situation. Right. And of course, if you're the Bismarck with a feeble, feeble agility, you would definitely want to spend 99. Absolutely. So, yeah, because I need 100 for a red feet. And catching a baby from a burning building, I don't care what kind of shift modifiers I get. No, no, you'll be fine. Nope, I want a red feet. Nope. I want a red feet catching baby from burning building. Well, I'm not sure I'm like catching it, like dislocating its spine, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that picture on the news. I got it by the neck. Yeah. Yay. Oh, hero kills baby. Hero ruins baby. Hey, news film at 11. No, you don't want that. So, yes, you want that red feet, so you're going to spend that karma. Now, uh... Somebody just getting this image of, like, giant power guy flying up, grinding to catch the baby. She throws the baby, it bounces off the chest. Doink. Oh. <laughs> oh. You, you don't want that Nat Geo photographer snapping that shot. Yeah. You know, that'll get the cover. Just bounce. Then the arms go. Oh, like, oh, it just slipped through his fingers. No, you don't need that. You don't need that at all. So at the end of the at the end of the day, you may not make karma on that adventure. If there's enough situations like this, there's enough baby dropping action going if on. There's enough baby dropping stuff going on. Then, you know, or 
or uh, let's say there's some debris falling and that there's a woman caught caught under some already fallen debris and it's going to land on her and crush her. You, you can use karma to, to uh, momentarily make yourself faster, pushing yourself to increase your agility for those moments to get, excuse me, to get to that woman, to shield her or pull her out of the way. That can happen too. So, you know, at the end of the day, you may not make karma that day, but you saved a lot of lives and that's what a hero does. So suck it up. Now, uh, combat mechanics. That's what we're going to go through now. All the stuff Ooh. I talk about, oh, pushing your agility, making feats. This is how it's done. All right. Now, uh, the uh, cheat sheet for this stuff, which is the, the chart you're looking at right now, is on the back of both the player's book and the judge's book. So everyone has one. All right. Smart move. Now, yeah, you don't need to worry about bonuses and minuses and all that stuff that's the judge's problem all you have to do is look at your relevant stat and roll your d100 and tell tell the judge the number you got and look on your chart and see what you got all right for you know for example uh let's say that uh, you have remarkable fighting ability and you roll a 52 well looking at the chart 52 is a green feat a green feat for remarkable fighting ability in a fist fight is a hit. Yay! Now the judge will say, "Oh, because it's low light and uh, you're blinded in one eye, and the ground is slippery, you're minus five shifts." Screw you! The left. That's like so two shifts. One, two, three, four, five. That's feeble. You're... Fifty-three is now. Oh, it's just a miss. Oh. You're a terrible game master. That's like I'm two shifts. Saying, that was just an example. I'm just saying. Now, Maybe three. Initiative. Initiative uh, is uh, now in the book. It literally does not say I went through the book four times today in the initiative section. It does not say if initiative is a D10 or a D100 roll. It doesn't specify. Oh, we always use the percentile. I always use just a regular D10. The reason being is because uh, your initiative is modified but what by what your intuition is. But the maximum modification is six in a d100 six is not a significant modification it's true but in a d10 six is a very significant modification pretty sure we just rolled psyche anyway i don't remember yeah it's a you roll a d10 and then you add your intuition modifier based on the modifier table like for example if you have an intuition of zero to ten no modifier if you have an if you have an intuition from 11 to 20 you get a plus one all the way up to monstrous 75 and plus you get a plus six to your initiative roll. Now what the game does, what I do not do under most circumstances is it says in the book that the initiative modifier is based on the, on the person with the highest intuition on your team. That means everyone on your team gets that modifier. I call BS. I call BS on that. Unless your entire team is on comms or telepathically linked, you're not going to get the you know Spider-Man or, or or Daredevil's intuition modifier for initiative. I'm sorry, you're not. You know, if you're on comms or mentally linked, then yes, you're gonna know what he knows the moment he knows it because he can he can tell everyone at the same time, oh crap, look to your left. Well, I think that the idea behind it is the villains have to react to the fastest guy in your team. Perhaps so, but that that doesn't mean everyone should get to go fast. Well, they get to act a little faster. I, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I do. So what I so what especially I, if you're a tightly knit team, 
I can see it. No, no. If they're on comms, if they're if they're telepathically linked, or if they are a seasoned group, like you say, like the Fantastic Four or X Men yeah. or whatever, you know, they, they've been working together. They practiced in the Danger Room, for example, day in and day out. They know each other's moves inside and out. Then, yeah, I'll give it. Right, but, if, but if you're teaming together for like the first or second time, no, you should no, definitely not man, get that. No, you get nothing. You get your individual intuition modifier, and that's it. Right, but now, if you've spent some karma getting a, oh, what do you yeah, call it? You have Combined a move with someone. Pool. Yeah, yeah there, there is a mechanic for a group karma pool where you are an established group, and you you all you you all have the ability to create a group karma pool. What this is is you can put your your spare karma points into this pool. Everyone contributes to it. And during times of great danger, you may be personally low on karma. If it's for the group, you can take from the group karma pool to augment your roles, saving the baby or saving their lives. So like that, it makes the group look good. It makes you look good. It makes everybody look good. You can use the group karma pool. Any group that has a karma pool, I would allow it. Yeah, it makes sense. Because they're tight. But you don't have that, I wouldn't allow it. Anyway, makes sense. Uh, some some of the special attacks that you can see them across the top of the, of the cheat sheet. All the special attacks. There's blunt attacks, edge, shooting, throwing, throwing blunt, energy force, all the way down the line. Uh, just a couple examples. Grappling. Grappling is based on strength. It's basically, you know, wrestling. Right. It's wrestling, right? And uh, uh, grappling, if you uh, you roll your strength, let's say the Bismarck strength is remarkable, so I'm rolling on remarkable. A white result is a miss. I didn't actually grab it. A green result is a miss. No, it's not. It's a take. That means that means I I have him, but oh, grappling. No, it's also a miss. Yeah, I was right. It's a miss. Uh, a, a yellow result is a partial. That means I have one of his limbs. I have one of his limbs. He can still use an action his turn, but he's at minus two column shift because I I have part of him locked. If I get a red feet, I have him pinned. He has no actions until he escapes or I let him go. And on top of that, I get a free action every turn. I, I use my main action to keep the grapple. I have a free action. I can choose to cause my strength level in damage every turn as like putting pressure on joints. I can do that as long as he's in my grip. Now grabbing, that's what I was looking at accidentally earlier. Grabbing is also strength. White is a miss. Uh, green is a take. That means you you actually you know you you like snatch something from somebody, right? Uh, yellow is a grab. That means you have it and you have a secure hold on it. They to get it back, you're just like hitting you in the face. You're not going to drop it. You have a secure hold on it. Uh, if you get a red, you can break it. Like someone has a a, a timer for a not timer, but a, a remote control detonator for a bomb. If you if you get say a uh, a grab, that means you have it. Well, he still has it too. Or it classically happened uh, when the Red Skull was holding the Cosmic Cube and Captain America broke it in his hand. He just reached up, grabbed Red Skull's hand, and broke it in the guy's own hand. There you go. That that is that is a break. You grab it and you break his his uh, his mech. You break his uh, his remote detonator, and now he can't remote detonate the bomb. That's great. You're a winner, and you look cool doing it. Good Ooh. job. Uh, charging. Charging's pretty cool. Uh, charging is based off of your endurance. Yes, it's based off of your endurance. And for however, many, however long you charge for, you get to increase your damage based off of your endurance. So if you charge for one area, 
you get a plus one shift two areas plus two up to a plus three shift in damage based on your endurance now here's the kicker all right uh for example the bismarck he has monstrous endurance so if he charges for three rounds at the end of that three rounds he's going to do shift y damage that's 200 points that of damage incredible it's a it is a, a remarkable amount of not remarkable because that's only 30. it's a shift it is, y amount of damage it is a shift y amount of damage now the problem is uh you have to hit whatever is excess of your body armor you're going to take as well Ooh, not good for him now he has monstrous body armor to be sure but he's still going to take 137 damage which would kill him because he only has 99 health. So he's going to be very careful on how long he charges for. Just sure not you to know, do that. Maybe tone it back to a little that. bit. Tone it back a yeah, little bit. He's going to win, but it's going to be a Pyrrhic victory. Now, dodging. Dodging's pretty Well, cool. hey, that could be a noble sacrifice. It could be the noble sacrifice. He only loses 50 karma. If he ever gets brought back, he doesn't have a team to bring him back, though. Dodging. Now, now dodging is, is a reactionary thing. It is done uh, after someone has hit you. If you haven't taken your turn yet, you can elect to use your turn to dodge. Now, what this does is this gives an after effect, after the fact, minus shift column to the person who struck you. Let's say, for example, uh, someone's punt, someone goes to punch you. They have incredible fighting ability, and they roll a uh, twenty-six. Nope, that's gonna miss. They roll. They roll a forty-one. They roll a forty-one, That'll which hit. is a green, which is a hit. And you roll your dodge. Your agility is amazing. And you roll a 61. That's a yellow. That means they get a minus four column shift to their final result. So, incredible, 46 is one, two, three. Oh, now it's white. Now they miss. Now they missed. You successfully dodged it. Good job. Good for you. Now, what's next? Do we have evading? Now, evading is an all or nothing type thing. All right. Uh, Evading is only used for hand-to-hand combat, for close quarters combat. You you cannot evade an energy beam or a bullet or whatever. You just have to try and dodge that stuff. Evading uh, has your dangers and your benefits. The danger is that if you roll white, they auto hit you. Even if they flub their roll, they still auto hit you because you zigged when you should have zagged. You dodged into it, you sucker. You dodged into it. You roll green, you evade it. You evaded the punch. You evaded the kick. Whatever. You roll a yellow and red. You get bonuses to hit the next time it's your turn against that opponent. You've put yourself in a perfect position for a counterattack, which is great. It is great. It is great. Slam and stun. Now, if you hit someone with a yellow or red result, in in many cases you can get a slam or a stun. A slam is you punch someone just the right way or hard enough to where they actually leave the ground and go flying. Happens in comic books all the time. Yep. All right. It's all about uh, uh, your your strength versus their endurance. If your strength is much greater than their endurance, they're much more likely to be flung far, far and away. And then if you get a red result, you get a stun. A stun is you hit them, you rock their brain pan, and they're derping. They got the little Tweety Birds around them for between one and ten rounds, depending on how well you did it. Now, a kill result, what Garth and I was talking about earlier, kill result is stuff you don't want. No, you do not. You do not want a kill result. Kill results are only are only used for energy attacks, edged attacks, throwing edged attacks, and I believe that's it. Yeah, that's it. 
these are the only things that can auto kill you. If you get a kill result, they have to roll their endurance. If they flub their endurance roll, you slit their throat or you cut an artery in their neck or leg or whatever, and they're bleeding out. They lose an endurance every round until they're at shift zero endurance and they die. Let me tell you. Unless they get immediate medical attention. Now, when I say medical attention, this is a hero comic book, by the way. You don't need to be a medic to stop people from dying. You can just use your action to, I check on Billy, who's bleeding out. And then they get an automatic roll to stop bleeding. Now, if you have medical training, they will get bonuses to this roll. Which is good. Which is nice. But they still get a roll. Every time you spend an action checking on Billy, he, Billy, he gets another roll to try and stop bleeding out to death. Let me tell you, you're always really excited to roll that red feet until you realize, oh, that's a kill result. And then yeah, you watch you the poor guy result, die. Yeah. And you're like, oh, poops. That's yeah, why you don't want that to happen. That's why heroes aren't supposed to be shooting people. Exactly right. Just so you know. Now, uh, let's go to other combat mechanics. Now, so, this so is... Daredevil uses a blunt weapon. Exactly. He doesn't use shurikens or whatever because those, those will are kill people. Off. Now, uh, these are all the judge's problem. All right. These are all the modifiers that you don't have to worry about as a player. It's the judge. Uh, he, he has to do shift modifiers for terrain, smoke or darkness, blinding light. If you are trapped or caught in a bear trap or something... If you're on high ground or low ground, the speed or size of the target relative to you can give you pluses or minuses depending on which way it is. Uh, this does not affect your role. You're still rolling your your fighting ability or your agility, and you roll your dice and you get your result. The, the, the judge will shift the columns accordingly. You don't have to worry about it at all. That's why this game is so player-friendly. It's the judge's problem to handle all this stuff. All right. For uh, for example, let's say your fighting ability is remarkable, and you're rolling to hit somebody. Now the judge knows that you're in you're in low light. You're you're basically in less than twilight. So that according to the book, that's minus two column shifts. You roll a sixty-eight. Normally, that's a yellow result for you. You say, "Hey, I roll remarkable. I roll sixty-eight. That's a yellow result. Sweet, I got a slam." And he's like, "I'm sorry, but because of low lights minus two column shift, it, you still hit." but it's just a regular hit because now your new roll is only a green result. You might be, oh man, but you still hit, so yeah. try your roll. You know, stuff like that. It's the judge's problem. You don't have to worry about it. Everything's cool. And there we go. That, that yeah. Those are the basic fundamentals of Marvel Superheroes. Now, what I missed. Well, I was going to say the... Uh... The base rules of Marvel's Super System are actually very interesting, the way it deals with combat, the way it deals with hits and misses. Yes. At first, it seems really odd if you're used to like a system like Dungeons & Dragons or something, because it's not absolute hit or miss. Like, what do you mean I have I hit I hit better? you know? But once you get used to the idea, it's actually really simple, elegant, actually flows really quickly in combat. And because you're only using two dice, the rear percentile dice, and you roll them for, for everything, everything. Yep. then you know combat is quick. It's yep. fast. And you know, so it actually ends up working out – this is actually a really nice system. Yes, yes. Now, this is what I missed, the Ultimate Powers book. I wanted to say this because Garthon wanted me to get into it, but two reasons I didn't do it. One, I wouldn't call it fundamentals, all right, because this is a lot of extra stuff. They have lots of new powers, which I consider a lot of them to hey, be overpowered. What? No. Uh, yes. No. Uh, they, they, they give you pre-generated alien races as guardians, Kree, yes. Skrull. Yes. I mean, uh, in, in the basic book, you can generate an alien race. Yeah, like but it's random weak. alien race. It's weak. You know, but 
but uh, the Ultimate Powers book gives you these are the basic stats of an Asgardian. These yeah. are the basic well, stats. It of actually Thrall, creates whole screen. new columns for stats off Korea, of them. Asgardians Thrall, have like their own column and they become insane. Like they should be. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, the, your basic five year old Asgardian child has good body armor. Pretty much, yeah. Just because they're 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 just tough. That's how they are. That's it. it And it delves into other dimensions and playing in these other dimensions far more in depth than the regular book does. Yes. Now, uh, also, there's lots of published adventures out there. If you if you look on eBay, some of those sixty five dollar ones I was talking about, they come with a half a dozen to a dozen published adventures. You know, along with the main books. The published adventures I've gone through a couple. They aren't bad. They aren't bad. They're not great. Yeah, uh, I have I have breeder bombs and another one, and they're they're fine they're fine. I mean I like making my own, especially especially if you're a comic fan. Uh, you you can make your own adventure to be present day. There you go. Yep. Uh, and movement and using the maps I didn't get into because I never liked it. This game is based on maps. It's based on maps, and it's it's based on areas. Like uh, the map is divided into into uh polygons that aren't quite the same shape each other right it's not a gr- uh, off of a grid or hex map it's like well if you're in an office building each room could be an area yes or or if you're in a park then each area could be a puzzle piece like right you could no, have like the matter. dog park yeah. the jungle gym uh exactly. everything's a, the areas could be a very wildly varying sizes right right i didn't get into that now uh the the book itself uh, is based on this area mechanic, but right. it gi- it gives you the option of using feet. Right, it does. Yeah, to to instead of if you don't want to use maps, you can use feet. Like like uh for example, this laser attack has a range of ten areas. Well, uh, if you want to change that into feet, you can say two hundred feet. Well, I always liked the area idea. I we, we very rarely ever drew out a map or anything. Right. It was just fear of the mind. So the areas worked really well in that because it, it fits comic booky in that the death ray can reach across town in one book and the next book it can't. You know, right, well, those exactly. are different areas, you know. Those are different areas. Those are different maps. They're different sizes. Right, so you're kind of sliding yeah. scales around a little bit. Exactly. So I decided to, to kind of gloss over that. But I want to I want to tell you to be ready for that if and when you get this book that it's based off of area combat, but it's easily transferable to – feet right to real distance whatever exactly now uh now there are problems with completely random generation characters yes, now for example are. for example uh the bismarck was wasn't completely randomly generated he was mostly randomly generated all right so i i, I randomly generated all of his stats and i mostly randomly generated his powers i i uh I random I randomly rolled the areas for his powers and then chose a power within those areas. Which is totally legal in the rules. Totally legal in the rules. It gives you an option to do that. Garthon made a character. Uh, he, he emailed it to me and he randomly randomly generated everything. It. Everything was completely random, and he turned into a pretty cool character. And and using him to do a mock fight uh, on on the stream would have been awesome. Except when I looked at his character, it and wouldn't my character, go well. It would not go well because we cannot defeat each other. We cannot defeat each other. He has no way to harm me. And I have no way to find him. I get a kill has... results on you, it'll harm you. No, no. Uh, according to the book, you have to do at least one point of damage for a kill uh, result. Oh, yeah. And you have your monstrous armor. Work. And I have monstrous body armor. And you cannot beat that. Nope. Well, 
Killers all work. Now, you, uh, your character rolled incredible rank invisibility. To sense someone that is invisible, you have to make an intuition feat roll. My intuition is typical. Hitting incredible <laughs> is an impossible feat for me. You'll never find him. I can never find you. You're just like, I feel like someone keeps hitting me with a sword, but I can't, but don't know I where. Look around, there's nothing there. Is it a bug? <laughs> I don't know. So the fight would be horribly boring. It would not be entertaining at all. It would just be us rolling and nothing happening. Yep. yep. So we opted not to do that. <laughs> but there it is. There is the, the Marvel superheroes role-playing game. I highly recommend you get it. Uh, the very cheapest is $25 and it is the advanced set, the, the entire box set you can get for 25 bucks. And if you can get a complete role-playing game, which this is, it's the player's book, judge's book, some maps, uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, character, the, uh, character, uh, cards. You actually punched your it. cards. Well, yeah, I used them. Madman. I use them. Mine are still whole. Playing. Mine are all whole. Okay. Well, I use mine, but uh, it, it come, comes with a character card so you can have pre-generated characters like on the spot and immediately play. It comes with, and dice. It comes with all this for 25 bucks. You can't get that. That's right. In a role-playing game anymore. To, for for a, a complete role-playing game, you need to buy at least two or three books and it's going to cost you probably around a hundred bucks. Not this one. 25 right. bucks. 25 bucks. You, you want to get all the books? 65. That ain't bad. No, uh, considering that a hardcover, <laughs> considering hardcover you can't D &D get two D and D books for that. Yeah, yeah, a hardcover player's guide in D and D fifth edition is fifty five bucks. Yeah, it's a yeah. good deal. All the books for sixty five. Uh, sign me up. That's right. All right. Well, thank you, the dog, for that in depth analysis. You are. Uh, right. That is a favorite system of mine from the past. Still enjoy it. So, as always, you get more Heathen Dogma uh, with his anime and RPG segments, his team-ups and Warframe, Star Trek Online. You can check those out when they stream on Sunday nights and Thursday nights, or you can watch them on YouTube. That's also, good. you can check out all of his past streams and YouTube videos. Go to the YouTube channel. Look for Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma. Many things. I'm not even going to say them all. There's too many. There's a lot. And you also check out his stream of Overlord Monday. Oh, oh Overlord, Overlord. Yeah, what, what, one thing I found out, uh, my last stream, Overlord number two, you can look it on YouTube. Uh, I got the uh, uh, the uh, uh, smelting pot for, for my base. And what I learned was I can upgrade my armor and weapons by throwing my minions into the smelting pot. And forging and forging them into my weapons to make them more powerful. That's fantastic. So, so all week... I have been farming sheep for their souls so I can make more minions to throw into my forge <laughs> pot so I can max out my armor and weapons <laughs> because it's so fun. You actually get, I'm going to show it on my next stream, my, my, the last forging process. They actually, it shows the top of the forge and the, the giant uh, molten metal cauldron and all the minions are going, wee! For the master, we love you, Overlord, and jumping. In the it's nice to be loved, you know, by your evil minions. It's freaking awesome. It's great. All right, thank you very much, Ethan Dog. Oh, and... I got. Wait. Oh got yes, what do you have? You. For me, for it's for me. It's for you and you alone. This is Big House Hard Apple Whiskey. The name Big House frightens me, but Hard Apple Whiskey is usually pretty good. Well, we will find out. It's uh, filled it, with explosive it, flavor. I was say, is it actually made in someone's toilet? It looks like it. 
It looks like it. But we're gonna see how it smells because uh, the last week's the uh, the Elijah whatever, it was it smelled like freaking paint thinner. <laughs> yes, it did. I that did not go well for you that night. No, it did not. All right, let's check it out. It's a little green. It should be. It should, it be. should be. It should be. Oh wow, it is very apple fragrant. Well, you it, is, co- it is like it is like uh, apple cider. Well, you got to cover up the smell of the turpentine. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. It's very apple fragrant. The taste of apple is much less so. Super burny, but also sweet. So be- better that than Elijah. What is that? The Elijah that Wood. Elijah Craig. Craig. That's it. Much better than that Elijah Craig whiskey, but personally, oh wait, no, the aftertaste apple is there. Yep, there it is. Yeah, okay, this is good. This is good. I mean, uh, mixed with some actual cider, this would be a good a good mixed drink. Yeah, you should try uh, the Jim Beam apple. That's actually really good. There you go. All right. Next up, everyone, it is time. Garthon's comic pull. Garthon pulls comics. Garthon reads comics. Garthon tells you comics. All right. Avengers number 683. uh, Written by Jim Zub, Mark Wade, and Al Hewing. Artist is Paco Medina. Color is by Jesus Albertov. Cover by Mark Brooks. Uh, Paco Medina is another of my favorite artists. I really loved his work on U.S. Avengers. Uh, Can't see enough good things about the art in this book. Really liked it. Every time you say that name, I just think Funky Comet. That's the, the song, the Funky Comet. It just comes into my head. Well, you also like when I say Pepe. Oh, I love Pepe. Pepe Larraz. Pepe Larraz. He's good, man. Anyway, Paco Medina is one of my uh, favorite artists working for Marvel. Um, so I was really happy to see him getting his turn on the book. Uh, okay, a lot of things have happened in the series so far with the No Surrender storyline. They all got this weirdo superhero called... Uh, Voyager showed up, who's apparently one of the original Avengers. And everyone knows her except for the reader. Right. Like, yeah. I guess you're supposed to roll with it. Uh, the They've actually, like, kind of teased her a couple times. She's different than Avengers X, which is some... Uh, anyway, let's not get into that. So, about, let's say 75% of the Avengers turned blue and froze in place. The B-team had to go deal with an invasion of two super teams, or villain teams, essentially. The Lethal Legion... And the Black, Black Order, who are Thanos' buds, yep. who just want to murder the universe because they're bored. So those two teams are being pitted against each other on Earth to touch some pyramons or pyramoids, some D4-looking things. MacGuffins. Right. Well, actually, if you look at, like, in the last issue where they're going over, like, some background information, the pyramoids was, actually was never meant to be the correct term for them. Just the writer said, yeah, they should look kind of like D4s, so they're not really pyramids, you know? They're like pyramoids, you know? And that phrase accidentally stuck. Oops. Yeah, so he's like, I don't like the phrase, but that's what stuck. The, so they got so their team's trying to touch him, the Avengers touch him, it disintegrates them. They're like, oh no. Last issue, Red Wolf figured that, I don't think they're actually killing people, because none of these people are worried about being killed. So he touched it, and he's gone. So the Avengers got two. Each, each of the bad teams have one. It turns out Grandmaster is fighting a challenger called Challenger uh, over the rights to be the Grandmaster. Copyright on a, on an astronomical level, I suppose. Sure. All right, in this book, uh, and then last book, uh, they managed to briefly 
uh, the new Wasp and Beast managed to really wake up Jarvis, who went, no, no, ah, and then, like, had an aneurysm. They found out there's some weird alien thing in his brain. Oh, no. And then at the end of the issue, of last issue, uh, they put the last pyramid into the hospital where Jarvis is being healed. Of course, because reasons. Yeah. Well, they're, they somewhat explain it. Oh. And this issue... Uh, Living Light is going around trying to tell people, oh no, they touched the thing and they're dead, oh. And he's going back to get, so he runs back to get Voyager, after he's done that, to get Voyager to portal over to Antarctica to pick up Rogue's team and bring him back home. He does, it's like, oh, Voyager already took off, we thought she was doing that. I was like, well, she ain't over there. She said she had a mission, and like, everyone's like, oh, where's that? Oh, we don't know. But she's, we're sure she's helping them. Meanwhile, while that noise is going on, uh, the hospital's going all crazy. Beast, you know, there's... The pyramid starts, like, summoning ghosts, because it's the, uh... For what they call it. It's basically the energy pyramid, the psychic energy one. Okay. So it's bringing up all these ghosts and stuff, and it's like, oh, no! And, and so Beast decides to do what he can to try and fight them, and guess what? You can't really fight the ghosts. So they're like, well, hell, all right. Gotta deal with, uh... Saving Jarvis. So, his plan is he uh, he gets Wasp to shrink him down so he can go to Jarvis's brain with the thing that will kill the alien parasite. And while he does that, Wasp is going to have to go out. Well, actually, his original... Uh, and, uh... Wait. His plan is Wasp to shrink down. Sorry, I got it backwards. His plan is, right, Wasp, you're going to shrink down. You're going to go into his brain. You're going to kill the thing. I'm going to go touch the pyramid thing to make it go away. Because it's gonna, these ghosts are going to start killing people. I'll die. It sucks. But that's the breaks. And Wasp goes, oh, that's a, that's a great idea. Shrinks him down <laughs> to some atomic size. How about you go in and uh, I'll touch it? He's like, I, 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 you can't. He's like, you're the expert. You, you're needed for this, not me. And then she goes off to do it. He's like, well, damn. I'm bummed. Wait, 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 wait. If you, if you die, how am I going to get back to normal size? Oh, the pin particles were off after an hour or so. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. So. <clears throat> I got to go blow my nose here. You do that. So while he starts going through Jarvis's brain to go kill the weird alien parasite on it, he actually, because of the way pin particles work, I suppose, he actually gets like a viewing of like the history of the Avengers. He's like, wow, Jarvis has seen it all, going from servant to assistant and blah, blah, blah. And he had all these, like, cool scenes of, like, the four Avengers through all their, like, major trials and tribulations throughout time. While this is going on, Wasp is going, Nadia, the new Wasp, is going to touch the pyramid. And she tries to touch it, and she can't touch it. There's, like, a field around it. She can't touch it, unlike all the other ones. Meanwhile, back in Jarvis's brain, uh, Beast tries to stab the thing, and it fights back. And it's about to kill him when, fortunately, Wasp sweeps it at the last minute, stabs it with, injects it with the serum, and kills it. Which Beast is happy about, but he's you know, like, well, I'm happy to see you, don't get me wrong. Thanks for killing the thing and saving my life, but uh, she's like, I couldn't touch it, there's a force field. When they pop out, you know, Jarvis starts waking up almost immediately now that the weird parasite's gone. And he's like, don't, 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 you can't do this, you can't. He's like, what do you mean, what's going on? It's like, 
Voyager is not an Avenger. She is not real. All of you have been mind-controlled. You've been tricked, and you, she's rewritten the history in your mind. She is not an Avenger. To which Beast goes, wait a minute. Let me think about this. In all the memories I saw of, of the Avengers from your head, she was in none of them. And, it, and he's like, how could I? Oh, my gosh, that's right. She never was there. Why did I think that? And Wasp is like, oh, my gosh, the same thing. And that's when Voyager shows up and said, all right, that's enough of you people. <laughs> and he's like, well, how could that happen? And he's like, well, don't worry, Hank. Voyager shows up and says, don't worry, Hank. Let me handle this. And then she teleports her and the Pyramoid out of there. After they figure out that she wasn't an Avenger, they're like, oh, no. And all of a sudden, she has a sinister look on her face. Sinister? What? You missed a lot. Oh, man. All right. That was a long nose blow. Basically, basically they found out, basically, when they woke Jarvis up, uh, they no, woke... no, 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 don't, don't recap. I'll, I'll get it later. Don't worry. All right. So it is now revealed Voyager is not an Avenger. People start remembering that. And she is teleported away with the last pyramid. And everyone is kind of there. Well, Wasp, Beast, and Jarvis are there in the hospital going, Whoa. oh, crap. Because the game. So wait, can... wait, wait. So, so uh, at my last count, Avengers had two. The the black whatever had one, and the other guys Lethal had Legion one. Legion have one. That's right. Legion have one. So now, there's who, one left. Who does she work for? No one knows. Ooh. And there's another wrinkle coming up. Oh. Uh, Challenger had, was saying he had an ace in the hole, and in this issue, the they Hulk, right? they fully reveal that it is in fact the Hulk. Told yeah. us that last issue. Yeah, last issue they revealed us the Hulk. This issue he, he just kind of like gloats about it. Mm. Yep. Yep. Which is a tough opponent. Yeah. Um, because now well, he's called is the he Unkillable Hulk. Worldbreaker Hulk? Is he. No, now, he, Hulk? now he's the Unkillable Hulk. He's unkillable fueled by pure Hulk. rage that his friends killed him. I'd be upset too. Yeah, sure. so he, I think he's like at Worldbreaker type anger, but not. Not intelligent. Not intelligent. Okay. Right, so he's more like Savage Hulk. Which is worse. Yes. <laughs> That's worse. Yeah. Um, so, overall, some nice twists and turns, some great art. Um, character's not super dedicated to anatomy at times. Most of the time, oh. most of the time, spot on. Like I said, I love Medina's work. Um, does a great job making what could have been a really boring, I'm going through Josh's brain, look at his memories, look interesting. Um, the action scenes were fun. So, I, I really liked this issue. I liked how finally the reveal came that everyone's like, wait, she's not an Avenger? And I'm like, yes, thank you. She's got to be some kind of bad guy. I'm thinking. So, uh, I'm going to give it four stars. All right. Liked it a lot. Liked it a lot. Highly recommended. Um, I'm liking this whole series so far, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Because... yeah, yeah. From, from, uh, from the premise, you really have to have a great ending. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not like Secret Empire, which sucked, and they promised a great ending, and the ending sucked as well. So yes. it was just a giant black hole of suck. This yes. is really good, and it's, it's been good in the beginning. As long, but as it better they have tie a good payoff together at the end. Right. You leave a lot of loose threads at the end of this thing. It's gonna overall suck. Right. So you got to have a good strong ending. Let's yeah. talk about Batman White Knight. Oh, let's do that. On that note, issue six of eight, written by Sean Murphy, art by Sean Murphy, colored by Matt Hollingsworth. 
covered by Sean Murphy and Matt Hollingsworth. And that's as we've we decided know, here at Legion of Myth, Sha- Matt Hollingsworth is a pseudonym for Sean Murphy. For, yeah, for Sean Murphy. So he gets his fingers in all the pockets. Kind of like uh, LeVar Burton when he used to run uh, Reading Rainbow. He was star, producer, executive producer, writer. freaking writer, uh, grip. I don't know. He did everything. Ran the camera, set up <laughs> exactly. the microphones. <laughs> he right. got like eight paychecks. I have been really, really strong in this series. Um, this issue is probably, I got to say it from the top, the weakest of the series so far. Um, well, it's got it's got Captain Cold or whatever frick his name is. He's only briefly in it. All right. He's predominant on the cover, so he I don't is, know. But he's only briefly. Well, his, his contribution is important. But last issue, oh. they decided they got to get Batman. This issue begins with Gordon asking Batgirl and Nightwing, all right, what's his secret identity? And them saying, no, we're not going to tell you that. No, that's bad. That's yeah. not th- that's not what we signed up for. We're not doing it. It's like, well, you got like, no, 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 no. And then Jack Napier jumps in and is like, you know what? No, we're not after whoever his secret identity is. We're after the Batman. The stuff he's doing as the Batman. So we have to arrest him as the Batman, not walk into his house and arresting some civilian. And then telling you the Batman. Yeah. Gordon's like, all right, that sucks. And Plus, no one will buy it. Right. And... But Batgirl, at that point, it just kind of throws a little fit. It's like, no, this is not what we signed up for at all. This is wrong. This is Batman. He's done so much good for the city. You can't be arresting him for this crap. Not in this comic. In this comic, he's he's like a natural disaster. Well, in a lot of ways, yeah. But yeah. she's still like, no, 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 this is the wrong way to do things. Come on, Nightwing. And he's like, ah, he's gone too far. He's nutters. So they set up this uh, plan to get him. Uh, basically, they said they they figure like, okay, the Gotham City Batmo- Batmobiles are pretty good, but they're not the Batmobile. That thing is like a freaking spaceship. We can't yep. match that. Yep. And it's and someone says, well, you know, it's so high tech. If we hit it with an EMP bomb, it's going to go down. As long as it's strong enough, because you know it has some shielding. Yeah, of course it's Batman. He thought of that. Right. It's like, well, it's going to be strong. It's going to probably take out a couple blocks. It's like, well. So they come up with a plan, like, okay, if we could chase him down, like, into, like, a, a large warehouse or something, like, driving the Batmobile, we could set up an EMP in there and make sure the warehouse is shielded. That way we won't get too far out of there, but we need to make sure that whatever we're chasing him with is EMP shielded. But nothing can be shielded enough for this. It has to be something low-tech, mm. but still able to keep up with the freaking Batmobile. And the only thing to do that is a Batmobile. Right. And, you know, Nightwing goes... All right, I can get something. I'm gonna have to steal it. They're like, all right, whatever. And then, they, like next page, he shows up in a Batmobile. But the thing I loved about it is it looks almost identical to the Tim Burton Batmobile. Oh, nice. The Michael Good. Keaton Batmobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like not super high tech, you know. And they actually are pretty smart when they do it because when they run in. Like, kind of, like, chasing him down. Batman, like, goes to this giant warehouse, which they have set up for him. But, all right, Gordon's like, okay, I have to be the one to rest him. I have to be the one driving. They're like, no. He's like, no, I have to. Like, all right, fine, whatever, Gordon. So he has to drive the Batmobile. But when they go in, when they're right at the end, he pulls a blindfold on. And when they go in the warehouse, all of a sudden they crank up all these ultra-bright xenon lights, which blinds Batman, because he's like, ah, it's out of my bed. That's why he's wearing the blindfold. Um, and Gordon kills the ignition of the vehicle. Well, puts it neutral and kills the ignition of of the old Batmobile. 
-hmm. And then they throw the EMP, which knocks out the new Batmobile. But Gordon's able to restart the old Batmobile because it it was it's shielded it was, uh, and it's not uh, high tech. Physics wise, that doesn't work like that. But all right, fine. Well, ac- they do say they had to put extra shielding around the battery and the starter because that's all the electronics in it. It should actually still work. Well, I don't know. All the electronics in a in any iteration of Batmobile is going to be pretty extensive. Right. Well, depending like what they did with it, like yeah. I'm sure they don't care about the automatic power washers or wipers or at that point. All that yeah, stuff might still be shot. He's just trying to make it drive. Okay. So they don't get into that. Um, as that happens, you know, he's able to go and he's having to ram the Batmobile finally to stop it. He's hurt. Batman's hurt. But Batman being Batman, you know, is able to, you know, still run for it. Because he's Batman. Crashing his Batmobile is not going to stop him. No. He's hurt, but he runs. And of course he runs into Jack Napier. The Joker, who is like, all right, I've been waiting for this moment. And they, and so you were ready to do this, Batman, man to man. So Batman just kind of glares at him, then like drops the utility belt. And they start slugging it out. Come at me, bro. Yeah, basically they slug. It's a nice fight montage as they beat the snot out of each other. You got to remember at this point, Batman's still really hurt. His ribs were probably broken. He's bleeding out of the nose. He's hurt. So, Joker has the advantage there. So well, Joker, he's also insane, so he probably doesn't feel pain at this moment. Yeah, a little bit. But he does actually manage to choke Batman. He managed to, after a long fight, he actually chokes Batman out with his own utility belt. Oh wow! Okay. That's um, right. And after he chokes him out, there's actually a really telling moment. This is part of the reason why I like Sean Murphy's writing so much because the psychology is getting to these characters. And Napier is standing over him, saying. I've thought about this moment for decades. wonder what I'd do to see you like this. Oh, all broken and vulnerable. He just kind of pauses. And then he kind of starts crying and says, Oh God, what have I done? He's all, You can see he's actually starting to kind of break down. Even before the fight, he's starting to break down a little bit. Last issue, the guy hints at like Harley was saying, You're taking too many pills. Like, I have to take these pills. It's like, you're, it's tearing up your stomach. You're hurting yourself. Right? So all these, it looks like he's trying to crack a little bit. And so he ends up taking Batman to the cops. And they're like, okay, well, he's a sick man. We're going to throw, like, hey, we're going to pull off his cowl. And 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 Napier's like, no, that's that's not what we're doing. We need to keep his security identity together. Those were the terms. We're not going to do this. This was never the deal. And they're like, well, all right, well, we're going to throw him in Arkham. I'm like, whoa, that wasn't the deal either. It's like, well, we got to do something that he's obviously nuts. We got to, that's the best psychologist we have. It's like, I've been to Arkham. It didn't yeah, work. They suck. It's like, it's, not it's, not, it's not even B team over there. It's like D team. Uh, it's like, no, it's a bad idea. And then while that's going on, all of a sudden there's a strange light from Gotham Harbor. Remember how Neo Joker or. Um, slutty Barbie Hardy, Harley actually became Neo Joker. Yes. And they've been going after Mr. Freeze's old stuff. Sure. And looking up like the history. They were like, why are they looking up Wayne's history of this Mr. Freeze connection? Well, she has a giant freeze gun all of a sudden. And she starts blasting away at the city, freezing dozens, if not hundreds of people with this giant freeze cannon. 
uh, there's actually all these scenes of like ships like getting pushed back and planes like getting knocked off the tarmac it's and knocking over a bridge it's really bad like this is like weapon of mass destruction freeze ray like in the like in the batman and robin movie i never saw that so i don't know oh, stop it yes you have i saw it i saw but i honestly don't remember it yeah 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 they had the giant observatory wait 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 telescope batman and robin was the one with uh two-face and riddler which which one was the one with schwarzenegger that was it wasn't batman forever was it that, yeah, that was forever. That was Batman, forever. Robin, okay, and Batgirl. Okay. Never saw right. that one. That one I never yeah, saw. Forever. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, Mister Freeze turned a, a a giant telescope into a super duper freeze ray and started like mass destruction, freezing everything. Well, something like that. But she ends up riding in ice. Send Joker on a bunch of the skyscrapers. And uh, you know. Real Harley is like, oh my god, what have I done? Because she didn't, just by not letting Joker be Joker, you know, and, and pissing off the cheerleader. She never knew the cheerleader would go this far, like what she's done. And at that point, Batgirl ends up going and tracking down Mr. Freeze. It's like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this crap? Don't look at me, lady. That's a giant freaking gun. And what's this connection with you and and the Wayne family and and is and then she's like, because she actually comes yelling at him. It's like, you have some sort of secret Nazi ice. What the hell's going on? And she's like, oh crap, I'm still in my costume. Really? Because, she forgot that part. Well, she wasn't thinking too clear, mm. because she, Mr. Freeze, just thought of her thought. Because as far as she knows, Mr. Freeze just thought she was a lab assistant, and you know, he ends up telling her essentially, look, I know your background, I know your secret identity, and I know. And I know Batman is Bruce Wayne. She's like, what? He's like, I've, I've known that for a very long time. Tom, his father, Thomas Wayne, was like a father to me. Because his father was brought over. He gives this backstory where his father was brought, uh, brought over to America after World War II as part of Project Paperclip, where they took the ex-Nazi scientists wow. and right. you know that kind of stuff. And he was part of that, uh, worked with his father's stuff as a, you know, as a teenager. And he wanted, Mr. Freeze wanted to use the, their freeze technologies family had developed to heal things. Like the cryogenic healing process they developed was incredible. And that's the technology he wanted to develop. Whereas his father wanted to make giant weapons. He's like, no, the healing thing doesn't matter. We need bigger weapons. That's what everyone wants. We'll make giant freeze weapons. That's what we're going to do. Um, and there ended up being a schism there where Thomas Wayne managed to get Mr. Freeze, the younger Freeze, on his, you know, and protect him from being deported or arrested or anything, and say, all right, I'll control him, he'll be under my watch, and he'll we'll work with his healing technology. And then his father ended up being under the watch of, like, the NSA. And part of their deal of him developing super weapons was he can't do it on American soil. So he built it underneath the German embassy. Because an embassy is considered foreign soil. Ah, yeah, clever. So that's where he ended up building his freeze ray. And so that's when they cranked the giant freeze ray up. They actually had to knock over the German embassy to do it. Yeah, uh, right. eh, small price to pay. So that's all the stuff they were researching and finding out about Mr. Freeze's connections. And after the end, with all the and there's some other stuff going on there. But at the end of it, you know, Freeze at this point has to admit 
from earlier issues, they failed to revive his wife. And they actually, he has to think of a nice backstory to Mr. Freeze and how he wanted Thomas Wayne to be at his wedding, but he was assassinated like the week before it happened. And his own father would never show up because his fiancée was Jewish. Ah. And, you know, so it's actually just tearing him apart all the stuff that happened. Because he's actually been cured in this series of the, the Freeze issue, but he couldn't bring his wife back to life. At this point, he's actually like... As he's saying goodbye to Batgirl, he's vacating her, uh, his wife's chamber to so to give up and bring her back. So it's just a really sad moment, and it's actually told very artfully. After this, Harleen is yelling at Joker like, "You're taking too many damn pills! What the hell are you doing?" You're, and he's like, "Look, look, look! I need to take these. I I need to keep, stay sane. This is what I'm doing. It's like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Revert back to the Joker and run back to her like she wants?" That pathetic hot topic shoplifter isn't over her head. And like, look, she's not pathetic, Jack. I like what she says here. No more than I was. She's a person, a flesh and blood person who loved you and wanted every to give you everything. Don't underestimate her. And don't just like you underest just like you did me. It's like she's an oversight. I can handle her. Like, not only is she controlling a super army of criminals, she knows the truth about you. How you use Clayface to stage the attack. You know, to make Batman look bad initially. Look, you had a good run, Jack, but you're over your head. Maybe it's time to uh, hand us over some some experience dealing with super criminals. He's like, what, like Batman? How could you seriously suggest that? I went through a year proving that I have, that, my met, that his methods don't work. That Gotham doesn't need Batman. And she's like saying to his back as he's walking away, that's maybe it's time you need to start to admit that you were wrong. No! So in others, what they're no. saying is like, and then they just, uh, they end up walking to a giant meeting with Gotham Pizza, like, what the hell do we do? We can't, you know, about this. She has a giant freaking freeze ray. She's shooting our town. We can't, anytime they, if they try to like fly anything near her, she could just shoot it down instantly. Call uh, Superman. Hey, 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 you probably owe us like five. All right, so. So. Come over here and take care of this freeze ray nonsense for this Joker chick. Yeah. But during this whole high stress meeting, Jack starts breaking down. He starts laughing maniacally. His hair turns green. His skin turns white. And he says, "Well, why don't we just give her what she wants?" And Harley is like, "Oh God!" You know, she's freaked out. And that's where it ends. So wait, he just turned. He like... freaking flipped to Joker under the stress. Even with all those meds. Even with all the meds he's taken. Ugh. All He's right. been taking those meds for apparently a year now. Yeah. He's starting uh, to lose eff efficaciousness. Yeah. And then he's dealing with a lot of stress. All right. And the way he deals with stress is, is to be the Joker. So all right. Uh, right from all the cops and everyone, he flips. Showing Batman was right. <laughs> uh, so I'm not – there's some great writing in this, but I'm not sure about that flipping back to Joker thing. But no. then again, you also got to say, well, what would the end game be if he didn't? The end game would be that for uh, for this standalone series, Batman, Batman would bad. be forcibly retired. Right. But the series has done a good job. And on the one hand saying, look, what the Batman is doing is kind of reprehensible. He's not considering this. He's gone kind of nuts. And the Joker went sane as a point. And at the same time, they're starting to say, but even then, Jack Napier was kind of starting to go down the same path and he couldn't hold it together. So, 
maybe Batman was holding it together a lot better than people thought he was? No, I don't think you know, so. so I, it's... I, see, what, what I take from this is that uh, no matter how much experience Nightwing and Batgirl get, they're never going to get get to prove that they can do the job as uh, as good as Batman. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, even when, when Batman is portrayed as an insane douchebag. I would never still... say he's in a douchebag. This He's just... He's insane. He has PTSD, and, essentially. He's cracked. This is his life. You know, insane. he's so right. dedicated. He's nuts. Nuts. Yeah. And uh, even even a nuts Batman is apparently still better than a sane Nightwing and Batgirl put together. Uh, I, don't I don't think it. they're saying that. No, they're not saying that at all. I, that's what I'm thinking because... Nah. Uh, yeah. I think you're, no, you're, see, nah, you're missing a lot of subtext, I guess. Because <sighs> that's not the impression I get at all. I, it, it's drawing. It's not drawing clear conclusions, which I like. Right now, if it keeps playing this kind of silly game, I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to have a clear conclusion at the end. Probably with Joker back in Arkham, I'm guessing. But uh, which 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 negates all of the growth he had through the entire series. Not I don't like necessarily. That. It's still an interesting story arc. <sighs> But yeah. I'm still enjoying it. I liked it. I think the art really works for what's going on. I like seeing the way the characters work with each other, the thoughts going on. I didn't like him flipping back to Joker, but I understand it. Like uh, When I first read it, I was like, no! And then after ruminating on it for a while, I, I guess I could see why. I could see it. And, but where does it go? I still really want to know where it goes from here. So the series still definitely has me. I still highly recommend it. Um, so three and a half. Which is the lowest I've given a White Knight, but I still really, really recommend the series. Still really mm -hmm. like it. Still very interesting. And there's a classic Batmobile on the cover. Come on, come on. Uh, Gotta like all it. Right, all right, all right, all right. Last up, Captain America number six hundred ninety-nine, written by Mark Wade, artist by Chris Samney, colors by Matthew Wilson. Cover Chris Samney and Matt Wilson. All right, let me say this: this art looks like it was done by someone with a sharpie. No, it, it looks like, you know, late 70s, early 80s. Well, it's art. trying to look like classic art. Yeah. But it, it looks like someone drew it with a Sharpie. Mm. Sometimes there's a few pages where it looks really nice. Like, oh, it's a great look. And uh, there's another half of the pages. I'm like, this is crap. A high schooler drew with a Sharpie. Mm. Uh, so I'm really torn on the art. Does it match the story? Not really to me. I'm not feeling it. Because um, you could have art that's a little darker, a little rougher, like with the uh, Perryman and Iron Fist series, and it worked really well because it was a gritty story you were telling. This is not that. Maybe they're trying to capture like that Golden Age vibe with it, but I'm not feeling it. It just looks messy to me. It, ah, so I can't. And on the cover, it does show the Incredible Hulk versus the Thing in a battle for the future. Then underneath it says, "Well, not really. I mean, but they're in it." But so okay, okay, you're not even you're not taking your subject matter seriously on the cover. That's great. Um, you can have a funny cover occasionally, I guess. I guess. So, Cap was turned into a capsicle again. It's now 25 years in the future. The world is a post-nuclear apocalypse. The only two superheroes who have survived are the two tough enough to survive a nuclear apocalypse. 
Those are the only two? Yeah, that's what they say in the book. Okay. I mean, I can make a list of others who could, like yeah. Hyperion, Sentry. Yeah. I can make a pretty yeah. easy list. Yeah. But, uh, hey, for this Captain book... Captain Marvel. Yeah. But for this book, we're going with There's Only Two. All, All right. right. Again, I have some issues with the writing. The... Starman. Um, America... Nova, Starman, the, the list goes on and freaking on of people who could handle it. Well, not be happy, of course. The uh, mm. Starbrand. Mm. The anyway, there's a lot of people. Phoenix it would be alive after this, yeah. <laughs> anyway, instead of keeping to name people who could survive for 25, anyway, there's a lot of normal people around. Just saying. <laughs> uh, there's a cool mutant dog guy. Anyway, so America is now a land where the elite have everything, and they have all the education and all the resources, and they control all the power, and then the majority of the dirty, unwashed plebes have nothing, and they're poor and downtrodden. This is a really, really clumsy, the 1% has everything, and we the people need to rise up storyline. Now, Captain America is great when used as allegory about political events. It can be great that way. When it's this freaking ham-fisted, it just makes you roll your eyes. Yeah, I mean, really, 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 really. The the guy in charge of America, uh, the 1% nation of the elites who must run everything because they're the best, and those who are not elite are not allowed to run anything, um are basically run by this guy with mental powers who controls everything like a king. Sure. But uh, he, he mind controls the Hulk, and he becomes like the Green King. This issue starts with Cap having... defeating the Green King by basically... But he, loses a, he loses pretty quickly in a hand-to-hand fight, but he manages to get someone hands him off a whole mess of C4 which he puts on the concave part of his shield, holds it in front of him, and it blasts Hulk long enough for him to kind of, like, to knock the mind control out of him for a sec. So he can kind of, like, gain his senses, like, and go, Cap? And then Branner, right. So he doesn't beat him, really, but he managed to stop the mind control, which makes Hulk go, oh, I shouldn't be killing Captain America. Okay, I'll buy that. Um... After that, they figure out that, okay, just take down the evil elite of this so-called broken America. We need, uh, Cap goes to, we need to stop them at the source. Which thing is the bad guys? Like, oh no, they have defeated the great general, our lord. It's like, ah, uh, we have increased our patrols. Like, no, no, you have to think like a military strategist, you fools. He's obviously going to go after, then it goes, cuts to like their main power source. Right? Generates all their electricity. It's not nuclear, it's not solar, it's not uh, natural gas, it's not coal, it's not any fuel. He's like, Cap, who's going to sneak you in, Cap's like, they're like, well, this is like, I've been enough, this might be the future, but I've been in enough uh, facilities to recognize a power generating station. And he's like, it's, I can't smell any, you know, petroleum or anything, so what runs this? And it turns out what's running all the electricity is the thing, Conan-style, pushing 
Oh, like, stop it. No. Hamster wheel time? No, it's not a hamster wheel. It has like the oh, big I know, stick. I know, I know. The whole the pushing the whole grinding yeah, like wheel the, type Yeah, like thing. the donkey yeah, grinding yeah. wheel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically thing, a hamster wheel just on its side. Yeah, Thing is pushing this giant generator. He's been oh doing it God. nonstop because he can actually do that. He has near infinite endurance. No, he has um, monstrous endurance. Well, <laughs> either way, <laughs> he can push day and night without a problem. Yeah. So which is what he's been doing for about 20 years. Because he was told that America is depending on his power. That, you know, being able to people, that it's a nuclear wasteland up there. He is, uh, the oxygen scrubbers, everything are depending on the power only he can generate. And when Cap said, he's like, Cap, you're alive. He's like, yeah. Why the hell are you here? Like, oh, I need to do this for it. And he tells him, and Cap's like, yeah, America's run by an evil mind-controlling mastermind, and uh, those are all lies. He's like, what? <laughs> and Thing immediately tears the place apart. Because <laughs> Thing's pretty pissed. He's been lied to for yeah, about... Yeah, I've been pissed too. 20 years. <laughs> 20 years of walking in the wheel. circle yeah. in the dark. He's pretty dang pissed. Not even a TV. They could put up a TV or something. Yeah, something. Something. You know? Give him an iPod. You know, let like him a listen. poster? Like, I hate Mondays. He goes around. It's next Monday. I hate Mondays. He goes, yep, yep. <laughs> Maybe a motivational poster, like a kitten poster or something. Hang in yeah. there, you know. <laughs> Nothing. He just gets weird Kirby machines all around him. So he's like, ah, oh, screw this noise. And he starts tearing the place up. With, uh, with thing, uh, Banner cannot re-Hulk out at this point. Why? He, say, uh, he says, uh, after being in Hulk form for the past 20 years, he's burned out. He can't do it. He just mm. can't. Maybe he can, but Banner cannot purposely trigger the activation at this point. Okay. Maybe it's psychological, who knows. But they're saying, he says he's, it's like burning out a light bulb. He just can't do it. He's out. He's Hulk. He just the Hulk isn't there. Which knowing the Hulk, that's bull. Hulk's there. He just doesn't feel like coming out. He's sad. Or he's... or Banner doesn't feel like letting him out. Yeah. Well, Banner, you know, if he was strong enough. But if Hulk's been active that long, usually doesn't have the energy to fight Banner mentally to get back out. Mm-hmm. They have Thing though, and uh, so they can tear some stuff up. They have Thing, Captain America, and a bunch of uh, rebels. So they storm the place. They tear down all the walls. They fight the mentalist leader who tries to mind control Captain America. And it doesn't work. Because Cap resists as he valiantly fights and then punches the dude in the face. He's like, how can you? I was able to control the Hulk. He's like, the Hulk is just rage. Oh, what's the line? What's the line? I got to give the line because I can't. Okay. My brain refused to hold that line. Wait, I can look up. What is Captain America's psyche? Well, when they run in, he says, give me my country back. And he says, I'll make the demands. Thank you. And starts trying to mind control him. And he fights it. And he gets closer. He's like, "How? I have the Hulk under control, Rogers. You're only human. I didn't keep you. I didn't keep you on ice to send you a message. I took you out of the American equation because you disgust me. You and the poor and downtrodden animals you pointlessly shepherded. Not all men are created equal. The lesser ones will forever wallow in failure and poverty. How do they contribute to society? They don't. They're beneath contempt. They weaken this nation. They hurt us all. You work for me now, you antiquated sense of patriotism can't defend you. I'm your protector now. You have no need for that shield. Surrender it. And he throws the shield and bounces it off his head. It says, you got the Hulk because he's only power and rage. I fight for freedom and hope, and those fires burn forever. All right. I kind of like the dramatic cap speech at the that end. That was nice. I like that. Except that Eric only has a good psyche, so he should have been able to be, like, 
no, no that didn't matter because he burned karma by thinking of America. Oh, thinking of America. All right. That's yeah, right. He's got a lot of karma. That's right. All right. Here's what annoys me about this. This is obviously ah, I don't want to bring politics in this, but I'm going to. This is some super left-wing guy writing a comic book about Captain America and his opinion of the evil one percenters who have all the money and they're obviously all evil right-wingers and they obviously are looking down at everyone who's not rich and they, you know, it's like, oh God, really? Because of course they make the guy, he's an ugly tiny dwarf with a misshapen head and he's a freaking mutant, you know. And he hates and who's not elite like him. It's and all the common people. It's like, oh God, really? Really? Oh, it's a Mark Wade needs to stop writing Captain America. Thank God he's gonna be stopped writing it soon. Every issue he's done has been pretty crap. The first issue he wrote gave me a little hope. That was when he like fought some bikers off at a at a Captain America rally, you know. But every issue since then, the putting him in a future where he has to save America is stupid. Take him out of normal continuity where what his actions actually don't matter for anything else in the Marvel Universe is stupid. The I shouldn't say stupid. I don't enjoy. It lessens the impact of the character. You're, you're trying to make an allegorical argument about what you think is the current state of American politics and how Captain America would fix it. And how the comment or whatever statement you think is going on there, but by pulling him out of the actual element you're talking about, you're not able to tell that story. You're telling some allegorical thing, which just comes off as some ham-fisted, obvious um, story about how you don't like the current president. It's really stinking obvious. And it's bad. I. So what do we got? One star. I can't one star. Like I said, it does have some nice moments in it. There are some nice moments. I would never recommend this book. The art doesn't... Some pages of the art, I'm like, yeah, like Golden Age feel. Half I'm like, it's a, it's a teenager with a Sharpie. Um, ah, there's just so much wrong with this book. There's a few things right, but there's so much wrong. Two stars. Nah, one and a half. Oh, all right. Ah, maybe two. Nah, nah, stick, stick with your gut. One and a half is probably the way to go. I just really didn't like this book. I haven't enjoyed this whole Cap in the Future storyline. There's some neat moments to it, but there's nothing that could make me say, hey, Mark Wade's run of Cap is going to be remembered and loved for years. Well, it's going to be remembered like the Titanic. You no. Know. Because there have been, like, like Brubaker's run in Captain America will be remembered for years. It was a great stinking run. Um, uh, Burns' run in Captain America will be remembered for years. It was a great run. This is not. It's a short run, and it's not good. It's, it's a short run into the ground. I will say it's better than Nick Spencer. Well, pff, syphilis is better than Nick Spencer. So it's way better than Nick Spencer's run. You didn't ask me why. What? Why is syphilis, why is syphilis better, better than Nick Spencer? Because syphilis can be cured. <laughs> There's a cure for Nick Spencer. <laughs> uh, we at Legion of Myth do not <laughs> do not promote uh, taking drastic action against any individual, living or dead. That is true. Well, dead maybe. 
Um, well, no, that's grave desecration. Yeah, don't, don't dig don't people up and desecrate their corpses. That's so 1987. Just yeah. come on. We're over that. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't like it. I still love Cap. Still my favorite superhero. You can tell a political Cap story yeah, without being this freaking obvious and overbearing with it. It's like the guy only wanted to write Captain America so he could have Captain America. I'm surprised he's not wearing a a resist T-shirt the entire issue. Okay, you know, and an I miss Obama bumper sticker. Oh, he should just have instead of the star, he should have a big H with an arrow. Just oh gosh, or a big Bernie Sanders smile. I don't know. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't punch him and say feel the burn or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just. All right, let's get out of this thing. Uh, why? Uh, Tahisi Coates is actually going to be taking over Captain America in the future. After this storyline, uh, he is currently writing Black Panther, and I'm interested to see his take on it. He's a good writer. I've I've enjoyed his Black Panther from what I've read. And in, in interviews, he actually said he's. They're like, "Oh, what do you feel about writing Captain America?" He's like, "I'm scared of writing Captain America." That's that's big league. That's a big deal. So I actually really like how he takes. Well, not as much anymore, but yeah, I get. Well, it. after he's been well, he, Cap's still a big deal in the movies. Mm. It's sad how right now Captain America is better portrayed in the films yes. than in the comics. But he really is. Ah. Uh, anyway, for more of this exciting things, you can always check out Gotham's comic poll. Every week here at Legion live stream, check out my team ups in Star Trek Online, Secret World Legends, and Warframe with that Heathen Dog Cat as we live stream on Sundays and Thursdays. Or also check out the YouTube videos of the recordings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check all out all your past streams. Check all the past streams on YouTube. Good stuff like that. Fun and excitement. And again, thank you for checking out Garthon's Comic Pool. RNG. Random stuff. We know oh, what you not got. Not so random for me. We got Heathen Dogs, Dissection of Jessica Jones, Season That's 2. Right. Now, I'm I not like going to spoil woman. the whole thing, all right? I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. I'm just going to give you the dumb crap, all right? The, the, the stuff that was wrong. They screwed right. up. They boned it. And they're not apologizing for it. I don't know why. Anyway, let's start with Patsy. Go ahead and throw up that picture. Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat. Well, not yet, not yet. Not yet. All right, this is Patsy on drugs. Why is she on drugs? Ah, uh, uh, she she got a hold of a of a diluted super soldier serum. Oh, I remember in, that. In inhaler form, and she started taking it and be and became an addict. And uh, it completely ruined her character. Great. Uh, she was she, actually interesting in the first series. She was in the first series. She was interesting. She was a she was a cornerstone for Jessica Jones. You right. know, she, right. she was a the touchstone of everything that could be good. Right. And in second season, they ruin her. They not only turn her into a junkie. Uh, they they ruin her 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 interpersonal relations with uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, she starts getting closer to her mother. The evil psychotic reason. controlling mother. The, yes, the evil psychotic control freak who, Nazi who, bitch. Who, yeah. Who, by her. the way, in the comic books, ends up selling her daughter's soul to the devil. Yeah, yeah. Cozy with her, right? Yeah. Uh, any any friend she has, she moves to the wayside. And 
on top of it all, go to the next slide. She kills Jessica Jones' mother in cold blood. Why? Why? Because this this woman had to die. She was crazy. Jessica Jones's mother was crazy. Yep. And truthfully, she was. She was she was bananas cuckoo crazy with super duper strength. All right. And has and uh, whenever she flew into a rage, had a real problem with twisting people's heads off. Well, that is bad. Yeah. It is bad, but she waited. Look look at it. Look at that, look at that junky face. Look at that. Yeah yeah yeah. She waited to take the kill shot when Jessica Jones and her mother were were in a fa- were in a uh, a Ferris wheel that they used to go on when they were kids. It was their thing. And she assassinated her mother right in front of her blood spread, you know, her, her mom's brains and blood spread on her face. Well, it's going to be hard to maintain a friendship with that. Little bit. Little bit. Little bit. You did that to my mom. I think I, if he the dog, if he did that to my mom, I probably wouldn't talk to you for at least a week. There you go. Right. At least. At least. But story-wise, ruin the character. How are you going to be a hero now having murdered someone in cold blood at the end of the first season of right. Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jessica kills Kilgrave. Yeah. But th- this he guy kind of had it coming <laughs> literally in the act of killing dozens of people. Yeah. He ordered dozens of people to kill each other. And if he didn't die, they were going to die. Right. I get it. And this is just psychotic. I mean that why, yes. if you're going to do it, you're doing it in front of your best friend. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh... Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I got to wait until my best friend's face is smattered in her own mother's blood before I kill somebody from far away, basically like a sniper for no reason right now. That's what happened. It's exactly what happened. Uh, that's now, terrible. another character they ruined. Flip, flip, the, flip the next one. I don't know if you remember this guy. This is this is Malcolm. This is in the first season. He was a junkie controlled by oh, Kilgrave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yes, he was a junkie controlled by Kilgrave at the end of first season, and he ended up working for Jessica as his assistant. Right. Well, right. the thing is, throughout uh, the beginning three quarters of second season, he, uh, Jessica is trusting him more and more, uh, actually calls him her associate. So he's feeling really good about himself. And then suddenly, one bad thing happens, and he he go he quits. And go goes working for for someone whom uh, whom who tried to kill not kill but ruin Jessica, and now is is working for uh, what what's her name the the uh, Matrix chick. Oh, the the lawyer. Yeah, yeah, lawyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, H. I'm blanking on the name right now. But he ends up he ends up selling out. Look at him. Look at him. He's like, Look yeah, still now it's awesome. He's a sellout now. He he's working for the man. He he got the woman. The woman. Yeah, the man. And he's got he's got money. He's got suits. And he's gonna end up doing evil things because you know he decided to sell out. So fine, f you, sell out, whatever. So the in 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 season one there were two characters that were Jessica Jones's uh, anchors to being good. Right, and they're both gone. And they're both ruined. Yeah. Just ruined. And I don't know how it's going to, I don't know how they're going to recover from this. Does she end up like hanging on to Luke Cage for stability? No, Luke Luke Cage is, 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 is is dating the nurse. The night nurse? Yes. He's in love with the night nurse Uh. in in the Netflix series. He's, he's, he's he's giving her the, 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 the indestructible bone, you know? 
and so he's gone she's she she the only the only person she has left improbably poorly written is the new superintendent of her of her apartment building uh she's apparently dating him now and he's a, he's 6 months out of jail got got a kid who he's trying to fight for custody for and that's her new touchstone to 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 being good which is improbable you say poorly written as well i say because it was just kind of pushed in there it's hard to like a character who makes continuous bad lifestyle decisions yes yes and they completely bone the writing for season two up and down the spectrum just all of it you're not the the only person i've heard complain about season two and saying it's just okay there's a part where you keep making someone's life crap where you just it's goes beyond believability and you just don't want to watch it it's like your life sucks too hard for me to want to watch and you keep making it worse yes it's just now her life and ever all the lives around her are just so depressing by the end of the series i was like god i'm freaking exhausted just emotionally drained from all the horribleness that's going on the first season was emotionally draining but at least had a payoff yeah it had a payoff at the end now now i can I can hear the writers defending themselves. No, man, this is our empire. This is the low point. It's going to go up from here. And I'm quoting Garthon. If you have to say it's getting better, you're not writing well enough. Right. If you have to say it'll be great at the end, eh, no. You're you're not doing a good job. So sorry, guys. You're not doing a good job. Right. Which has been borne out, in my opinion, by not only the expansion of Secret Empire, where they kept saying, it's going to be so great. No. And also by Star Trek Discovery. Where yep. said, oh, it's going to be good. so great. No, no, it was not. It no, was not. It was, not. It was a bad series. I'm sorry. Bad. bad. Sorry, guys. Uh, you the, the writers blew this one. The acting, it's great. The acting's great. Uh, uh, the emotions, the, the, the line delivery, spot on. I love it. For, for, a, for a Netflix TV series, it's top rate. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, writing junior high level drama class yep. is, is what this is. It's uh, just too bad. It's, it's third rate at best. That is a dang shame. Yeah. Cause ah, I had high hopes for the season, but with what they did, I was worried and it sounds like they did that they're trying to remake the first season. And it sounds like that's what they're trying to do in a lot of ways. Just make everything hit dirty. Yeah. And, yeah. She had no growth. Right, at the I end mean, of the first season, it looked like, oh, she started to put her life in order. She yes, started to make things yes. work. And that's all just gone down the pooper. Oh, it's gone to crap. It's gone to crap. Now, uh, she had growth at her, her first season of her show, and then she had more growth toward a hero in the Defender series. But at the beginning of Jessica Jones 2, it's like they just ignored all that. Just ignored it all and started again with her at square one. Uh. It was stupid. Absolutely stupid. I have I I don't have enough bad things to say about this writing. I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if you had to give it a star rating, how many stars would you give it? If I had to give it a star rating, you know, can can you still throw up stars? Of course I can. Two. 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 I'm gonna give it two because, like I said, the acting was spot on. It was great. Uh, uh, everyone, everyone sounded exactly like like they did in Defenders and in Jessica Jones one. Everyone, everyone remembered how their character was supposed to sound, how their character's facial reactions were and tics. They all, all of the actors did an excellent job 
re-portraying their characters, which is important if you have a longer hiatus in between seasons, like like uh, this one did. So that's important, and they nailed it. And the the scenery and backdrops were excellent. They were they were the the, the cinematography was good, but the writing and the tone and the story just utter failures so it just bounced it right down to two i just noticed there's actually someone in one of those stalls in the bathroom yeah it's a woman with red shoes who's a little who's a little duck little little duck feet going in there like this who's probably very scared to come out because it looks like jessica beat that guy unconscious yep maybe she's yeah. just short in this so she can't her feet can't reach all the way yeah fair all right so the final result season two not a fan. Stars. Legion I Myth cannot recommend it no seeing it. All right. Thank you, everyone, for paying attention. Avoid season two, I guess. Or watch it. Form your own opinion. If you think Heathen Dog's wrong, let us know in the comments. And Heathen Dog will tell you why you're wrong. Well, no. If you have a good point, I Like Maybe there's something he didn't notice, and that actually draws it all together. It's like, oh, that's so. a salient and intelligent point. And I'm curious as to where they're going with all of this, he might say. Perhaps. All right. Thank you very much. Next up, for more Legion of Myth, you can always check out Max Leo and Algarian and their streams. Max Leo streams Friday's Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn! Grim Dawn. I don't think that's how where, they say it. I don't think it's how I say it there. But, uh, but Max runs a skeleton and zombie army against all of his foes. And uh, it's all pretty easy mode. I mean, he'll <laughs> say no, but watching it. It he looks like having, having, everything. having an army of undead is pretty easy mode. It's no wonder that all the evil necromancers decide to raise armies of undead. It's nice they to have cannon fodder. They uh, figured it out. It's easy mode. Also, on YouTube, you can check the Surviving Mars series. Max is very busy. Yes, also, he, he streamed it. He streamed it a, a day or two, and now he's doing a YouTube series on hard mode. Well, not hard. Harder mode. Very cool. So you can actually get the 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 tribes and tribulations and pitfalls of the game. And as always, you can always check out Elgarian streaming Shroud of the Avatar Forsaken Virtues, which is closely approaching its official launch date. Yeah, March 28th, I think. That's right. So get all of your info to be ready on launch day from Elgarian, who is a master of the current systems. Yes. He probably doesn't like us saying that. But he's very knowledgeable about the systems, very knowledgeable about what goes into it. And got a lot of great response about his streams and his love of Shroud of the Avatars. Deli, check out. Also, check out RPO, the Role Players of the Avatar, if you're the strongest and best role-playing community involving Shroud of the Avatar, and yes. SodaHelp, SodaHelp.org, for any facts, any questions, questions about facts, Shroud of the Avatar. The world, yeah. yeah, those have been really fun to watch. Been really enjoying that. Yep. So, thank you, everyone. We appreciate all you've done for us. Heathen Dog, any final words of wisdom? No, no, right. don't don't see Jessica Jones too. Don't watch it. Uh, Defenders was better. I'll say it. I'll say it. Defenders was better. Someone needs to say it. As always, you can watch Legion Myth every day of the week. We're streaming something for you on Sundays. Garth Heathen Dog team up at 8:30 Central for Warframe. Mondays, Heathen Dog, 8 o'clock. Tuesdays, Algarian, 9 a.m. Central. Wednesday, and also 9 Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central. Thursday at 8 Central, Garth Heathen Dog teaming up. Star Trek Online. Friday, Max Leo is doing a variety right now doing, uh, we just talked about it, Grim Dog. Yeah. And Saturday, of course, there's a live stream every Saturday at 8 Central. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, Ethan Dog. You're welcome. As always, like, subscribe, comment through Twitch, twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth, YouTube.com. Look for Legion of Myth. Join our Reddit page, 
Facebook, join us. Tweet us at Legion of Myth. We'll get the audio version of Fine Podcast Aggregates everywhere. SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music. If you're using iTunes, drop us a five-star rating. It helps us out, kids, and we would do it for you. If you want to support Legion Myth, you can do so through patreon.com slash Legion Myth, through twitch.treeless.com slash Legion Myth, directly through PayPal. Get your gear at shop.spreadshirt.com to strike fear in your enemies and love in those you wish to inspire within. And also, you can cheer us on Twitch. We like that too. Everyone likes to be cheered. And a special thank you to our top donors through Twitch, Baldar, Sean Butts, this guy underscore O, through Patreon, Hicks206, Sheriff, and Olgarian. Uh, through Streamlabs, our top donors, Baldahar, Neil Lord's Honest, Heathen Dog, Love Nine, Cat Girl Armor, Spectrefire, to do with gaming. Zon from Zon, Trinity, Spectrefire, Baldar. Thank you so much, Alan51, Max Infloff through PayPal. Be sure to. We can't do this without you guys. We appreciate you every week. Yes, we do. Alright, everyone, that'll do it for this week. We appreciate you being there. Remember, you have one life. Live it well, live it nerdy, and have a great Diurnal Anomaly.